Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season four of the 100 Mass Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about masculinity, sex and relationships, and how that contributes to our self-worth. It's the home stretch of the series and this week's theme is all about the end of things. Masked Man number 96 is the masked performance. He shares his story of a particularly memorable relationship with a woman that showed him a pure love, one that was unconditional, that didn't require him to have to work or perform for it. He wasn't ready to accept it at that time. And we talked about the end of things and how that shapes who we are today. In this episode, we challenge each other to give space to hear a perspective that doesn't align with our own. I always encourage normalizing more uncomfortable conversations, and this one got pretty dicey. It was a perfect example to see how much of our own habits are learned behaviors from what we saw on TV and movies, and how I am now actively working on removing those behaviors by simply not watching TV and movies, or even eating meat, or drinking alcohol, or having sex. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. I think I'm one of the lucky few. Every one of my relationships has been, I've been with pretty, pretty dope people. Um, even the ones that, you know, didn't work, all the ones that didn't work, seeing as I'm single at the moment, but uh, each of them kind of elevated me as a person. Most of them through some dope ways, a couple of them through like some real heavy heartbreak stuff. I think one person in particular uh, really taught me the existence of, of being loved solely for my me and not for what I did. And I think that was one of the most incredible um, eureka moments that I had was that you, I could be loved for me. Like I don't have to earn this love. Like they just loved me and everything else was like a bonus. Was like, even, you know, to the point of when we, we our relationship ended, she wrote me a, a letter. It was just love. And like at that point of time to be like, to say it very plainly, I didn't deserve that. I had not, ever understood the love in that pure purest sense from a person in a relationship and so that really changed me because uh, it shifted me from doing things for love to doing things from love and that was it freed me it freed me from trying to impress and and always being a people pleaser coming up it freed me from having to earn my keep when it came to love and that's not saying that it wasn't work but I didn't have to continually do a song and dance for people to love me. I didn't have to always be like, hey, look, I'm, I'm good, I'm better, I'm nice. It's just like, yo, like I'm here and I don't wanna talk or I'm hurting or I'm tired or I just wanna lay on the floor, like love me anyways. And, you know, and that was really cool. That was really freeing. Were you able to accept that? Because my experience is if you tell someone like you don't have to do anything, you just are loved. And if you're so used to the performance of having to yeah. prove your love, you're going to first off think you don't deserve that kind of just natural love that's just there, right? Because it's something you're unfamiliar to. And then if you don't have to do something, I think we're not used to not doing something. So then you're either afraid that it's going to go away or it's not real or all of these things. And then you kind of just deflect against that love. At least that's how it's been for me when you're saying that you recognize this with this partner, how was she able to communicate that to you? Or how were you able to like change your own patterns of how you look at love in order to, I mean, you have to lose that person. <laughs> right. Okay. I had to lose her in order to learn that. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This shit don't work like the movies and it's, you know, it, you don't have this revelation moment and then like get to run to the plane and stop the plane and tell them like, Oh my God, you're like, we don't get that. And, and I think, 
you know, even more so now than ever, Instagram and all that jazz will make us believe that we do because we always have access to people. We can always see their lives. We can always reach in and, and touch them. But it's like the olden days, like when someone left your life, like I never, you never saw them again. You don't know what they're doing. They, they're gone. You know? It's just like, oh, oh. Um, I wasn't able to accept it at that point um, because love was performative for me. Love was based on what I could bring to the table. And now love, like love is the table. So I don't got to bring nothing. Like I am the table, you know? Mm -hmm. So when the world has told you that that is not real or is fake, or when you believe you have to earn your keep, it's hard to believe that you can just sit somewhere at peace that I had to find a peace within myself. And I was always at war with myself because of this is an amazing person. I don't deserve that. This is an amazing feeling. I don't deserve that. This is an amazing, you know what I mean? Like I desire it, but I don't deserve it. I desire it, I don't, but I, and it's like, when you're at war with yourself, like nothing is accepted because you're always on, your sword is drawn, you're ready to fight. You're, yo, like I was a cantankerous dude. Like I was just like, like she was such a peaceful soul. And it was like, everything was uh, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? It means, do you like, hey, what do you want to eat? It matured me as a relationship because I think if you only understand turmoil and defending yourself and survival, it's a horrible place to be in a relationship and to be loved when you're in survival mode. And so, no, I didn't accept it. I couldn't accept it at that point. I had to evolve, right? And by the time I did, that butterfly had already flown off somewhere else in the world. And, you know, I came out of my cocoon as a different person and I interact now with other people. I start to see the me in so many people. It allowed me to be a lot more patient. And she allowed me to learn how to love someone romantically. That's a very, it was a very interesting thing. It, it like it released me from so much, but not at the time. That shit, that shit was well above my pay grade at the time. Yeah. At that point, when you were just, I guess, confused at that love because you didn't have to work for it. So you worked extra hard and nothing was different, right? Because it just was a different type of love that you were experiencing. Like she didn't care about any accolade, which was kind of crazy to me. And I'd be like, hey, I just did it. And she was like, cool. I got you these flowers. And I could be like, hey, I had the shittiest. I didn't get anything. And she'd be like, cool, I got you these flowers. Like, I was like, hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it came to the term for me at that point was, it is what it is. It's love. This is it. It don't change. Like, when I was mean, she loved me. When I was sulky, she loved me. When I was euphoric, she loved me. When I was esoteric, she loved me. Like, she was just like, yeah, yeah, that's you. Those are just facets of who you are. But I love the being that's you. And, 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 yeah, yo, like that shit just tripped me out because you always want that, but then you get it and you're like, what the, whoa, like this person's legit, like all in for me. And I'd learned it with my brothers, my brotherhood, which is a circle of men who I've grown up with um, that, you know, devoted time and energy to building into something different than what most masculine relationships look like. But it was the first time that a, a female that was new to me, because I had like, I didn't know her before. I, like I met her off of a random tip. And even how we met was hilarious because she was on some like whatever. <laughs> like, yo, what the heck? <laughs> she, you know, our first interaction, she completely ignored me. Like, because my dude was talking to her friend. It was just hilarious because she just completely, she was just like, where other people would fawn, she didn't care. We started talking and it was just like, yo, like you have a beautiful like vibe to you, energy to you. Like all the outside shit is whatever. But like, and it wasn't like she'd read my Instagram post or like, it was just like, she was just like, we we're just vibing how she saw me interacting with someone. And she gave me an interaction that she saw. And I was like, oh, cool. I dig that. Cause I dig that in people. I'd rather, you know, I don't care how physically fit you are on the outside. If you 
spiritually unfit. Like that shit ain't attractive at all to me. Like I'm not gonna kick it. So I dug that about her. And when we started kicking it, I was just like, yo, you're a different breed. That coupled with something else definitely scared me and um, made me want to earn her love more. And she was stupid successful. And she was like dope. And like, so it was like, I don't need to buy nothing for you. I don't need to like, there's, I don't, you literally don't need me at all. So every day you wake up and holler at me, it's a choice. And that was, um, I've always I prayed about having that, but that was weird to have. Cause it was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you really have options. And I am your choice each day. Like that's, I gotta earn this. I gotta, and it made me, like you said, work harder. So that was uh, weird. I, I wasn't ready for that at that point. Is that because you're like extremely fearful of losing her now because you don't know how you earned it? Like there wasn't those proof points? I mean, yeah, that's a good, uh, I've never dissected it in that sense. I think, I think I'm always fearful of losing something precious to me. So few things are precious to me. Part of why I work so hard is partly because you want to prove your love and stuff, but it's also partly because you value this thing so much that you just, you want to give it everything you have. And I think the fear came from not thinking that I had enough to give her. Like, I want to give you the world, but all I got is a room. I want to give you the world, but all I got is a garden. And you, you already have the world. Like, you know, you, the Aladdin and the Jasmine thing. Like, I, I love you. I just want, I mean, I think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but like, all I got to give you is sliced bread, you know? And so it's like, 100% this fear and love. And I think if you're steeped in one, you, you're missing out on the other. And so I was definitely in a fear place. I was in a scarcity place, a lack place. It's hard for a man. And we discount this a lot, especially in the new versions of what masculinity is and, and where women have finally been freed more than ever to take the reins of power, if you want to call it. Like women can do what they want now. And it's not weird anymore. Women can be single. So you can have jobs. You can have three companies. You can do her thing. Like even how you, like you can do your thing. That shit is like dope now. Whereas as years ago, it was almost like, how come you're not married with a kid? Like it was almost like you weren't supposed to do that. So I think dudes are still trying to figure out a lot of times like where we fit because we still have this old model of take care of you and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't need to be taken care of, but we're still raised with this model of everything on TV. Like I go to work she stays home and it's like okay now you you stay home you know what I mean and I was like like she made me think about I was like legit was like yo I want to be a stay-at-home dad like I'm down with that like yo I'm gonna call y'all you're at work and be like have an ice cream with the kids and laugh at you because you at the office like like that idea that switch again she helped me to see the other side of this paradigm that we don't actually talk about and I think as a dude if you only think you're supposed to take care of somebody but like they don't they don't need taken care of you're like, you feel like you have to work even harder. And I think there's an inner resentment that happens because you're like, I, there's nothing I can do to earn this, like you said. And, and, and it becomes um, a self-defeating spiral. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of felt helpless because you're like, oh, I can't do anything to secure this relationship. Where in other ways, maybe you could have if you had more to give, you know, or this person needed you in an actual- Which is what I thought. Way. Yeah where the truth was the relationship was so secure because she was anchored in, in loving herself. And then from that loving me. So she was like, yo, like this shit don't matter. I'll sleep on the floor with you or I'll sleep at the luxury hotel in Vegas with you. Like we did both. Like we get it. The shit don't matter. I was like, we'll fly the world or we'll take a bus to New York. Like the shit don't matter. We get it. But when you are not secure with yourself or you don't have a fully developed sense of love, you can't imagine that someone else sees you like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I don't think I'm beautiful, if I don't think I'm a dope human being, 
you can't imagine someone else just sees the purity of that your love. You can't imagine that because you don't see that. So how could I see that, right? And so you try to become worth the same amount that she is valued at, weirdly scaled, right? Like you just, you try to, to increase your worth so that you you are as like, man, I'm copper, she's, she's diamond. Okay, like I gotta, you know what I mean? I gotta collect more copper in order to be equal in value. It doesn't work though, like, cause one, she's a diamond. Like that shit is always gonna be worth more than your copper if that's your paradigm. And two, carrying all that copper is like mad heavy. So you're not gonna be able to keep up, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, it sucks because she could say whatever and do whatever, but there's no comforting the voice that I hear all the time or the voice that is told to me, like society tells men what they're supposed to be all the time. And if you don't have some other male influence, like I can't outrun the voice that I always hear. No matter how much time we spend, you tell me you love me, you can tell me you love me for me. But if I don't believe that, like that shit's falling on deaf, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So how did it fall apart? I would uh, leave it at tragedy and like just a, a tragedy happened and when you're in a great place it's easy to deal with a goofy person <laughs> when things are hard both people need to be on point or else it's almost impossible to get out of that dark spot when you're both in it like you're both hurting and I think the other part is ultimately the same thing that I feared came to fruition whereas I can't do anything for you like you are better off not being with me where I'm at, even though I still think you're the dopest shit. Like you're better off doing you and let me go get right because I need to, because I want to live life from a place of love and enjoy like how things come, enjoy moments, enjoy, enjoy interactions, enjoy people, enjoy heart, soul. And I can't do that if I'm not living from a place of love. And so the fall apart was, loving each other enough to know that I needed to go and do a lot of shit yeah that's true honesty did you tell her that when you separated yeah (laughs) not so eloquently it's never (laughs) she knew she's well wiser than I am and um it sucks because she still wanted to help me and I realized that I was just going to, like, I'm, I'm again, this bag of copper. Like, I need, you need to float and go do your thing. And I need to, you know, find the inner alchemist in me and turn this shit into gold. And, and then we can maybe, we can be cool. Or, and I think this is the part about, like, we won't be. Like, I'll never see you again. Like, that, that might just be what it is. Like, I, we hold on to this, I'm going to go get better and then I'm going to come for you. And I'm like, nah, yo, I'm going to go get better because that's what I need to do the end like movies make us believe we're gonna bump into the person again and be i'm good now look at me i'm like come on man because i've now been her on the other side right with somebody and 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 it's interesting to watch the experience with her i was like damn like wow like i love the shit out of you this person doesn't even get it like you don't need to do nothing like in your worst moments i'm still here like whatever and and you still like pushing me away and i was like i don't even get mad because i was like i get it yo like like it was tri- trippy because I was like, man, you never know what things feel like until you feel it. And that's what karma is great at doing, right? And But it helped me solidify how much love is because I still love that person. But I was like, man, you need to go do your shit. And I may never talk to you again. 
Like that's just what it is. Like I don't like you. You hurt me in places that I don't know if I'll ever get over it. I might. I might not. I don't know. And I know that when you talk to me, those things come up first, and it causes me pain, and I got to work through that. And I don't want to ever do that to her. Because then we have to go through that dark spot to hopefully work through that good spot. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, so I have no answer to that. And I'm not, it sounds like it's not a pining for this lost love. Women are creators. Women are the most incredible beings being raised by a bunch of them. And, you know, it's like, man, she created a new avenue to understanding love for me. And so like, I'll forever eternally be grateful for that. But I may never get to tell her you know, or I may never get to tell her face to face, like, and it is what it is. And that's just that. And that's part of what we carry, right? Like, there's consequences to everything. And I think we like to forget about that. Like, you can just say what you want and do what you want and think that you can say sorry or move on. It's like, no, sometimes shit's over. <laughs> and that's that. And that's your lesson. And that's your, that's your piece. Like, that's your lot. So yeah. why do you think you wouldn't say anything to her? Oh, I don't know. I, again, I have no ag agenda. I live <laughs> agenda free now when it comes to my heart and my soul and it's like i just kick it and that's different from not com that's different from everybody like, yeah commitment no committing is easy because commitment comes from freedom and that shit's simple like but i don't i don't go man i'm gonna go look for her to tell her this like that's not like if i bump into her and the universe you know plots it that i'm and if i bump into her and she's with her husband i'm gonna just i'm gonna wave and make keep it moving because you, you, you're gone, like, or I might stop in and if she goes, hey, like, I don't know. I have no clue. I literally have no clue. I just know that. I think sometimes we use the word love and what inappropriately. We use love and wrap it around lust. We use love and wrap it around selfish ambition. Like, oh, I love this person, so I have to tell them. Nah, motherfucker, you, like, you lost that time. Like, you love this person. They moved on. They're in a good place. You want to tell them for you, not for them. Like, I don't know this is gonna make your life better. I don't know that. And so I think for me, it's just like. So is that like a respect thing that you're just gonna like keep your distance? It's love will lead me. And I don't know what that means in anything. She allows me to be ready for my next relationship. Each relationship I've had has informed me to be a better partner because they've helped me to understand my heart more. They've helped me to understand sharing my heart more um, in an intimate setting. Like it's easy for me to talk and, and do stuff, but like when emotions involved and, and I'm scared to lose you or I'm scared to be vulnerable or like I'm triggered by some stuff, like, yeah, it's respect, but I don't even know if it's romantic anymore. Like, I don't even know, I don't know. I just know that she really uh, shifted my being with her presence in my life. Well, that's what I mean. Like if someone really had an impact in your life, whether or not you are romantic or whatever the status of your relationship is after the fact, like mm -hmm. a simple reach out to say like, hey, I just wanted to say that like, I'm really grateful for you entering my life. Yeah, maybe. And that's it. Like ask what's you, the reason you, for the existence? We'll do a poll. Yeah. When you move from love in a place of love, yeah, I think it's good. And that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. You know, you're connected to somebody and you have soul ties to somebody. You think about them all the time. You feel their energy. Like I know to the point of people when I date them, like I can feel when they're in distress. Right? I can feel when they're stressed. Right? Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, yo, what's going on? Like, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, this shit's weird, but it happens at least. And so, you know, I've heard that and I feel that. And 
it takes a while to break those things. And I think the one side is like, I, it's not fair to go and recreate that with somebody when they've had to do all that work to break it, when I've had to do all this work to break them. So there's part of that. It's a respect for self as well. Like it's never altruistic, always about the other person because there is a protective part of, well, like what if I go there and oh my gosh, like these feelings come in and you know, da, da, da. I don't know. I do think there's some things in life that you can't ever get over for myself. I don't know about her, but for myself, like there's certain people that are always, <laughs> they're always gonna be on the other side of the hill, like no matter what, because of breaches of trust or, or confidentiality or like just things that they, you're like, ooh, yeah, we're, we're probably never gonna get over that piece. Not I don't dislike yourself, but you probably ain't never gonna get to the inner sanctum again. And I think that's a fear as well. I'm sure that's a fear. I've never actually thought about it until you just asked that. And then um, you said respect. Like I, I think love comes, you have to respect somebody if, if you love them. I don't think you can separate the two. I'm gonna disrespect you, but I care for your being the utmost. Like that's weird. So I don't know what I do. I don't know if I'll tell her. I mean, you know, I might do a movie one day and mm-hmm. put her name in so she knows, but more than anything, she knows. Like that's the one thing that I'm very confident in, which is why I don't need to pull her, tell her, she knows. And she talked to my mom well after we talked. So I'm sure my mom let her know because my mom is a blabber mom. It's not the same though, like hearing, I mean, anyone can know, obviously it's different when the words are said directly to you, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just inviting the challenge to why I think, because earlier you were talking about where do men fit in their role in relationships? Mm -hmm. If a relationship doesn't work out and it's on you, if you're admitting to that and you're saying you weren't ready or you deflected or, you know, whatever you, you thought you didn't deserve this. So you kind of brought it down and you actively made the decision to end it for the both of your sake, which I would see as sure a masculine thing of making the decision for the both of us, but then you don't allow the other person to explain their side of things. They just have to accept it and receive it. So if you were oh, to come I mean, back, no, some right? like, we, get, we definitely did the, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I was like, it's over and goodbye. So it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, it, it's, there was a couple more layers to it that I, I don't share to keep her anonymity uh, somewhat at bay, but it wasn't like, so no, but I mean, like we had conversations months after that. Okay. Um, we talked like, yeah, it was, it was, um, I don't know if I believe in the love of my life type thing. Like, I don't know. I, my, version of what I believe continually shifts outside of the the moral um sort of the foundational truths I have I do know that she was a transcendent energy for me and she knows that and yeah part of my gratitude is to give you your space to to live life the way you you deserve to live it I think if I was at a place where I was like man like I want to be a part of your life whatever that meant like the story is not finished. I don't feel, Um, yeah. This this is my question. Let me ask it again. I think because men are so used to, at least hetero men are used to romantic relationships with women. Otherwise you kind of just have acquaintances, people that you work with or other people's wives and and girlfriends. Like you don't have like a lot of like core platonic girlfriends that are just Mm -hmm. friends, right? You have your boys and you'll talk to them about certain things. And sometimes you get to deeper conversations with them, but usually you just kind of deal with life yourself, right? So when you have this romantic partner, you end up dumping all of your emotional stuff. And then when you break up, you're like, okay, that's it. I do not 
give my emotional stuff to this girl anymore. So that's like an end of this chapter. But why is it not a concept for you to continue normal friendships with women that you have a you know deep soul connection? It's just no longer romantic, no longer intimate. There is no longer this like sexual dynamic. Is that possible? I think it's very rare. I think we, I think we act like it's much more common than it really is. Like for me personally, if I'm not soul connected to you, I'm not sexually attracted to you. For me, a commitment thing is I can't be in a relationship with somebody now where I'm pursuing an us and be soul connected to another person. Because then I've watched it in other people outside of my relationships. I've seen it in my own relationships. That third person always has the ability to, con to contribute, to control, dictate how the, our relationship goes. Like there, and it's just, it's a weird dynamic. And I think it's very rare when people are, and I'm very blessed. I do have uh, a bunch of female, friends who it's not sexual they're like sisters um but that took like 20 years and those are people that when i'm in a relationship i talk to when i'm or when i'm single i talk to and don't try to sleep with like we don't do that i think a lot of times like there's also women i know who we cool but like we not friends like if opportunity came up something you know might happen and i think that's more often the dynamic between people who are attracted to each other. Like we, we chilling, we lonely, we, we like the vibe. If someone's dope and you like their vibe and you attract to them, it's, it's inevitable that if you continue to give enough chances, there, there's, there might be something that happens there. Like the whole, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. We just like that whole ideal. I've heard that so many times. Like, come on, bro. Y'all keep telling me y'all are friends. I see how y'all kick it. Like you're not friends. Cause you don't kick it like that with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think it's, I think it's extremely rare that two beautiful souls who see the beauty in one another, especially if you've broken the, the barrier of already touching each other. I think if you don't touch someone, there's this like, there's a forbidden, like you can stay on this side of the fence, but once you've kind of touched each other and liked it, and I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying for me and what I've seen, I'm like, man, it's hard. Cause we always, we front, like we just cool, but we're not, we're like, we're one decision away from being, whoa. Um, and so with me, with, I don't do friendships with people like that. I will love you if you need my help, if we have a conversation, um, but I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to move in another direction. I'm very blessed. Like I said, I've cultivated that thing with, with my dudes and I'm very emotionally open and, and like I cry with my guys and, you know, I tell them I love them and, you know, like, and I'll do it in front of crowds, I'll do it by myself. So I don't, it's not like I close that chapter and I don't have anyone to talk to about the stuff. Um, they're the guys who got me through, you know, that time it was dark and they got me through it yeah i don't i don't yeah i don't think i think when you have a soul connect like that with somebody that's that deep where you're intimately intertwined physically spiritually mentally emotionally it's hard to step back from one of those familiarity alone pulls you into that i have two questions yeah i mean first off the finality of an intimate relationship that you have with someone, if you're saying like, oh, you can't go into a platonic field because you've already seen them naked and you've had all of these experiences in a very intimate level that now transitioning into a platonic thing with that kind of soul connection wouldn't make sense. And that's kind of why I don't have sex anymore because I see that that's how men treat relationships. If you've had sex with someone, either you guys continue doing this on a romantic level and try to make it work, um, on, on both of your lifestyles or life stages mm. at that time, or you mm. don't. And then you just like people that used to know each other. And there's a huge mm. finality to that. 
which is and why I do. I want to think you said that and I was like not can't I just think it's very it's very rare I don't say it can't because that it, but it's very it's much more rare than we treat it that's what I think it's a choice though because I think we don't have enough representation of that right so there's not enough examples of like oh yeah I'm friends with like 12 of my exes like no one says that and no one truly does it's kind of like you're not friends again you're just re-entering the same cycle and that's toxic that's different mm-hmm. right but if you actually enforce proper boundaries and you're like, hey, like, I really still want to have the soul connection with you, but it just has to be a different way now because we're looking for different things and just be happy with that. So that's one thing. And the other thing is if you are thinking of this woman in a soul connection way and you think that if you were to encounter her again and feelings were to rise again, so what? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? If it- Maybe, I don't think about it, but when you ask me a question about who's- changed my life like when I'll go back and look at you know you kind of go through this chapter book of who each chapter and be like oh man that was that was a chapter yeah like that chapter I see like you know little growth little growth little growth boom that was like a leap and and so that's what again like I have no there's no expectation and there's no I just think you move forward and you say you know finality things end and I think that's something that we don't like to talk about like we don't talk about death but we have death of relationships all the time like if you celebrate it you go to the funeral for it you cry and then you move on even when you talk about sex i don't think sex is what for me so i did a celibacy tour for the last i mean geez and it was the partly because people mistake sex for intimacy and people mistake sex for commitment and people fall into get into relationships for sex, like they have sex for a bunch of time, then they they also were in a relationship. I'm like, we like, it just doesn't make sense. And so, I do think I, I can have sex with someone for four years and never be in a relationship with them. And we have these conversations, and we talk, and we're friends. You know, the term with benefits, but we're friends who help each other fulfill a need in a respectful way because we both understand what's going on. I think as soon as one of us changes the dynamic and wants something different, then we have to reevaluate what we're doing. Because if you're falling in love, or I'm falling in love, and you're just fucking, well that's not going to work. It's going to hurt and it's going to make one of us resentful. And then we call the resentment love and love hurts. No, yo, you just weren't communicating honestly. Like it's not love. This is, y'all just like, you still love each other. And so I do think you can have that. I do think you can have soul connections with people. I don't think we're honest with ourselves. I don't think we're complete all the way honest with ourselves. Therefore we lie to our partners. Right. And we feel that like when I'm, when I'm kicking with a girl, she's like, oh, this guy's just my friend. I know he's not just your friend. Like I can see it, I can feel it. But, you know, as I said to one of my homegirls, she was like, yeah, he's just my friend. I said, yeah, okay, cool. Like you guys are, cause she was like, she has a dude and she has a friend. And she was like, she was like, yo, I was like, yo, you can invite me over at 11 o'clock tonight. We can have a good thing of wine. Like we drink up some wine and I'm gonna pass it on your floor. Like, like I'm not touching you. We've had that, we know that. I said, yo, so 11 o'clock on Friday night, call him over, tell him you're just drinking a bottle of wine, chilling by yourself. She was like, oh, I'd never do that. And I was like, why not? She was like, well, because he might think something. And I was like, like if your friend wouldn't think something. Like when I call my boy and say, come drink some juice at 11, he's not thinking, hey, maybe we're going to fuck. Like he doesn't think that he comes over and drinks and then he passes out on my couch or, you know what I mean? Like, so I think we lie to ourselves until the moment of truth comes. And then we find ourselves in situations that we didn't want to be in, quote unquote. And, oh my God, how did this happen? Or, oh my God, I didn't, babe, I don't know what happened. I was just, and it's like, nah, bro, you knew from the get that that was an option. And I think that's where it's just being completely honest with myself. Like I look at people and I see, if I see the beauty in you, and I'm attracted to you, I'm gonna make sure not to put myself, and I'm single or you're in a relationship, I'm gonna make sure not to put myself in any situation where I might, oops, 
my way into something, right? And I, that, that's what I think. I just think it's a pure honesty for me. I'm very passionate. I'm very like, I wanna just grab. And so if we were kicking it out, like, I'm not gonna come sleep over at your house a whole bunch knowing that I have those feelings with you and hope that nothing happens. Like that's, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. And I think that's really hard because people are masking their true feelings, both ends, right? Oh. But if one person's honest and the other one isn't honest, the one that isn't honest might think that the person that's honest is playing hard to get or lying about their honesty, or maybe they can convince them or change their mind, right? Oh. And it's just, it, it's gross. Like, you said, like now, now we're playing that game, right? Like, it's like, man, fuck that. I don't got time. I have to figure out the world. Like, you understand every day, you know, from your, your business acumen, your background, like you were talking about the place and being there and people trying to wife you and this and that. And it's like, yo, you always have to be like, okay, what is this guy thinking? What is this? What is this? Like, I just think that's, I, I watch women and I think it's hilarious because you always have to kind of ulterior motive. What's this? Like, is this kindness or is this? And it's like, so then you bring that and go into a, fucking relationship with someone where you're supposed to be able to just like be real and you have to now think wait does this mean this does this mean this does this mean this oh, that shit is that's tiring to me man like i gotta figure out the world i don't want to come home and try to figure out the person that i'm supposed to be like chilling with you know any person like whether it's a committed relationship whether i'm in we're just dating and it's like nah like i want you to tell me what you feel i want to tell you what i feel and hopefully if it works out cool if it don't cool but at least we know we're not trying to like decipher yeah I don't think we realize how much it affects us when we lie. Like the last couple of days I was just hanging out at a park at many parks. I enjoy going for walks in the park because I don't do anything. So I sit on a bench and I journal and usually people come up to me and try to sell me something. And then they walk away when I just say like, no, thanks. But recently a lot of guys would just ask politely if they could sit down next to me and then talk to me. And I just use this as an opportunity to learn some Spanish and just practice Every time the question is, do you have a husband? And I used to always say no. And then now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes now because I'm going to avoid the like, can I take you out? Da, 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 da. Like it's going to keep going, right? Because just Sometimes. because, yeah, just because I said I don't have a husband doesn't mean that you're in the running. But apparently right. that's what it means for some people. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, you're off the running. And then even if I say I have a husband, they're still like going to try and kiss me. So like, that's what I said sometimes, right? Because you're like, yeah, well, yeah. Are, you, are you happily married? Like, exactly. Yeah. So any answer doesn't matter if that's their intention, right? 100%. And that's what I realized. I was like, but I could choose the answer because I felt better being honest and saying, no, I don't have a husband versus lying and then having to keep up with that lie. Cause now they'd be like, where is he? Oh shit. He's at work. What kind of work does he do? Oh shit. He works in finance. Yeah, like I had to keep lying and lying and lying and lying. And then I'm like, oh, he's coming over at five o'clock when work is done. And when you're, you're at five o'clock, like where's your husband? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, no, yeah. I'm with so you, man. Like, there is a lot of lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much in that. I would never compare what a male goes through in a given day to what a woman goes through and every now and then you know for the, every one time a woman is aggressive and hits on me I'm like yeah that's Thursday for you like okay you know what I mean like oh well that was Thursday morning I'm like man this amazing story you mentioned this where you're like yeah yeah Thursday morning seven guys did that like fuck what sometimes I just don't want to talk so I'll tell you the thing I know is going to make you move away the fastest and then I'll cleanse my soul after so the lying thing, but sometimes I'm just gonna tell you what it is and I'm, I'm down to, to go long haul. Like, yeah, yes, now I'm single. Oh, so you, 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 but you, so you need something? No, I'm good. 
but it, like I'm good to have this conversation but sometimes I'm not that being said you asked like if you have a husband that's funny because my friend always calls me on it if I walk up to somebody with the intention of asking them out like I'm like hey I see you and I see your energy there's a lot of people here and you stand out and it's not just because like there's a lot of pretty people here and you just I was like I just wanted to come over and tell you like I saw your kindness and that was dope would love to have grab some like drink da -da 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 -da. but are you single and I asked that because there is a possibility of us being romantically linked. And I don't ever want to, and this for me is, I don't ever want to get in, in the way, because if someone says, I'm not, I'm like, dope, then I don't want to sit with you. And, and not like, for nothing, like, I'm not trying to hide the intention. Like, I, I, I liked your energy, and I'm, and I'm thinking maybe we can, we can have a fun time on a journey, whatever that means. But if you have somebody, I don't want to, because I would hate for someone with my intention to be sitting with the person that I'm building with knowing what I'm thinking. And I don't mean that salaciously. I just mean like, I'm like, man, and I'm a hopeless romantic. I mean, this might be the one. I don't want someone, like, I won't, like I'd rather, like I met someone recently at the gym, like strictly good vibe. They couldn't get a machine that we share. I was like, take mine, I'll do this, cool. And then we started talking and she was telling me about her husband and stuff. And I was like, man, that's dope. And then I've even met her husband now separately, which was hilarious. I didn't even know I knew, like different time, but I was like, I have no, like we've had conversations. She tells me different things about married life. And I'm like, there's never been, so I've never asked, I didn't ask, are you single? Cause I was like, their interaction was just on friend tip. I was like, man, you're someone I could be a friend with. But then when I, I see you, I'm like, yo, like I might want, I want to ask you out. So I don't want to get in the way of the, and it's weird because I don't do it because I think it puts me in the running. I do it because for me, it allows me to feel my heart to feel pure. Mm -hmm. But you're saying that if you get the answer, like, no, I'm not single, then you're going to politely move away and move forward. Oh, for right? me, if someone says to me, I'm not single, I'm like, like, no, I have a part. I'm like, I may, like, I'll often say that makes sense. Because like, I love love. So I'm like, man, I, you know, praying for praying for you. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Appreciate you. Hey, have a good day. Like, that's it. I always think it's weird when dudes, well, I didn't want you anyways. You did. That's why you came over exactly. here, Exactly. Like, why? <laughs> well, I didn't want you anyways. Put your ego away. Just be like, cool, man. For me, when I find a person like that who's in a relationship and they tell me, it, it affirms two things. Because one, I never want to meet someone who is in a relationship who I messed with. Because if I fell in love with you and we had to get together, I would never trust the fact that, like, because I was like, uh, uh, like you did that. So I, so one for me, it's like, man, that kind of person exists still. That exists, like where people are like, I'm good, thank you, because I've, I've been with people who that doesn't exist. They entertain any attention, and attention becomes something else, and so. I love that. And then the other part is there's actually couples who are committed to each other, like just in the general sense of love. And I don't know their story and I don't need to, but my head is ah, like, I walk away from that feeling better than worse. Cause I'm like, man, I had an interaction with a dope soul and they affirmed to me that love in the way that I want to have it, that I deserve to have it, that I will receive it exists. So I, I don't become a cynic. So even through all the heartbreak, I'm not cynical because I understand that it actually exists. People actually do that. Yeah. And so, yeah. This is my thing, right? Like if someone asks me, are you single? If I say yes or no, doesn't matter which answer it is. It's like, you're not even listening. Cause it's, right. if I say I'm not single, who cares? You're still going to try. If I say I am single, you know, great. You're still going to try. So right. that's when it starts to bother me in the sense of like, why do I bother answering if I'm not going to be heard? I don't answer people when I know I'm not going to be heard. Like, I just don't talk. Yeah. I agree. Like, and that's what we said. I don't have an agenda. 
but I know what I'm bringing to this interaction. So I'm coming in with love and I would love to make your life better. I don't know how, like just maybe it's a smile or it's a joke. I'd love to just add some light. I like when you leave, you're like, man, that was good. And so I'm coming over. And if that means we go and kick it for a minute on the park bench together and you're like, hey, I'm going to another park bench. You want to come with me? i will be like, cool. Or if it's like, you're like, get the way, get out of here, motherfucker. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Have a good day. And you're like, he walked well. I said no. And he said, thank you. Like, wow, someone just left me alone. Thank, like, you still feel like I was heard. He said, I said, I don't want to talk to you. And he was like, my bad. Enjoy your day. I think it's easy to just leave with, leave somebody with a little bit more than you came in with, right? Most times we come to take. And I, dudes, especially, we're, it's fucked up. Man, I swear a lot. Dudes, dudes, are, we're taught to try harder. Like, mm-hmm. go back to cartoons, right? Like, Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Like, oh, the cat's like, literally. I was like, bro, that's, that's rape, bro, stop. Like, you look at that, like, yo, he's like, and, and she's literally like, claws in his face, pushing away, and he still chased her. We watched that when we were kids. I was like, that's a cartoon. And if you watch how many, yo, we were taught that, like, what are they, what are they, like, hey, Billy, what happened? Oh, I asked Megan out, you know? And she said, no, well, you know what you gotta do? Let's let's go get some flowers now. Let's sing her a song. Let's go stand. Let's go stand outside of her window, movies, and play a song with a boombox, telling her how much I love her, bro. That's creepy. Stop that. But we're taught that that's romance. We're taught that that's what we're supposed to do as men. So we're not taught to listen. So I'm not coming over to you to actually hear you say I don't want to talk to you. Like I've I've gone six steps already and thought, man, I'm going to make the best love to you that you've ever had, and, and you know what I mean. Like you're going to be lucky to have me, and or whatever dumb shit is in me. And so by the time I sit down, like when I say something to you, even when you say no, and it's like, bro, like, which is why men and women to me communication sucks because dudes aren't actually listening. You know what I mean? And 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 or responding to what's being given. They're not present. We're fu- the future pacing. Like oh, we're doing no, bro. What's happening right now? So. Yeah, I you know I'm I thank the Lord daily that I was born a man because I'm like I'd punch dudes all the time. Like I would just I would literally just punch dudes. Yesterday I was I saw an interaction with a dude and a, and a, a lady and um I went over and was like yo like big guy I think this I think he was like oh do you know her yeah yeah, yeah we work together oh all right my bad and then like first I have to lie to just get like cause I don't want but I'm like man like can't you like visual acuity you don't see that she doesn't like she's not comfortable with you like i don't know we're taught some weird shit and this is the thing i think people i mean men are not reading discomfort very well they're they're (laughs) reading that as like oh she's just warming up you know (laughs) like she's gonna get (laughs) it's cold right now i always look at dudes and i'm like just from a a physical standpoint i'm a large human um, for the average human. And I only notice that when I go into like general pop places, I'm like, man, you motherfuckers are small. Um, even when I walk up on dudes, like if I'm at a coffee shop line and I walk up behind them, I see like they turn and they're like, like there's like a, huh, like who's this, like this figure? Cause I'm like wider than you and taller than you. But then I watch guys talk to, to women and I'm like, she'll be in a corner and they'll have the elbow up on the wall, like this cool movie stance that you always see in the movies, movies again. And she, he's like, hey, so what's up? Like, I'm showing her how. I'm like, no, bro, you've cornered her. Like, do that to me. I'm going to punch you. Like, if a dude ever comes to talk to me in a place, like, I've been in a, a scuffle or two, strictly because of how a dude has approached me. And, and I was like, man, like, you put me in a corner, and then you started saying some stuff. I didn't like any of that. 
like, so I'm going to pick you up and move you. And dude's like, why are you moving? Because you got me in a position I don't like. And I, you're not listening to me say no twice. So now I'm just going to physically do what I can do. I'm like, so if someone's smaller than you, wouldn't you think that, that might feel weird? So I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. So earlier in our conversation, you were talking about, you know, looking at love as a performative way. And if you go and approach a girl and announce your intentions as nicely as you want to do that, and by saying like, hey, are you single or however you want to approach it, you're still coming up to offer something to the table in that sense. So would you want to try and do that differently this time? No, not at all. What, what am I offering? Well, you're asking if this person is single because you're explaining that you have romantic intentions potentially, but the idea is still to get to know this person, right? Because it's not like you're coming up with a proposal, right? So I'm just curious because mm -hmm. I don't see the difference. I still think of that as an offer because if it's like you're offering by saying like, hey, I'd like to get to know you. I, I saw your light glowing from over there. Like, you know, mm -hmm. again, it's always about some kind of external because you don't know me obviously right and something something caught your eye whatever that is that's again, in the physical space which is why i don't do like you know the online dating thing didn't work for me because i it's not a physical thing so there is an energy sense to it but also as i said with the other thing like nothing is altruistic we don't do anything strictly for the benefit of the other person and so i don't have any blueprint or template but if i see someone and i see something about it that moves me to, to want to interact with them i'm going to one, breach their circle with uh, extreme caution. I've never walked up to somebody and gotten to, are you single, with our interaction not been joyous. And even well before this pandemic that has uh, ravaged our society, um, I would always be far enough that it was like, I let them invite me into their space. Like, I let, like, I need to be invited. I, I, I need to be invited. I'm, because of my physical stature and my uh, cultural background, I always understand that there's a level of stereotype that comes with anything that I do. And people grab their purse. People, like I still see that shit. So when I walk up to somebody who's significantly smaller than me, like I'm 6'4", you 5'4", I'm 225, you a buck 80, like there's a large size difference. I feel like I try to come in with such almost overdone softness to be like da, 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 da. and if i get that interest where it's like oh dope like you say something to me or you give me something or you so and it, that's usually what happens they're like yo da, 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 da. and i'm like word cool so i'm not right right off i don't like entertaining anything if it's not absolute and excited consent mm -hmm. there is absolutely no space for me to misinterpret this mm -hmm. especially with my interaction with women because I would never want her to feel pinned to like by like, oh, like I have to for safe or I have to for whatever thought process I have about people who look like you or I just, I want this to be a 100% excited, enthusiastic consent. That's the sort of the term that I use. It's like, yo, I need enthusiastic consent in everything. You invited me to your house, man or even man, like, yo, if you invited me over to your house, like I need enthusiastic consent. You can get invited where people really don't want you there because they invited you for their like, whatever reason and so would I change it no because I think my goal is always enthusiastic consent and to leave your day better for interacting with me than worse like I just want to leave it and so I wouldn't change it because it allows my heart to feel um at ease 
Okay. So here's, here's a challenge for you. If you approach somebody that you find interesting and you have a conversation with them and then you ask them if they're single and they say, yes, they are. What happens after that? I don't know. It varies. I, I mean, like they tell me they are single and we've had, we're having a conversation. Um, I'll add, I, at some point you're going to say, Hey, would you like to do this again in a, in a planned fashion? Okay. And they'll have to say, yeah, I would. That was cool. Or no, I won't like, and it's, and I've had both. What if the answer is I don't know? Because I don't know you well enough. I've never had an I don't know, so I don't know what I would do. Like, I, like I've like i had yeah. yeses and noes, right? Like someone's like, yeah, take my number. Or people say, I don't know, is, uh, why don't you give me your number? Cool. Why don't you give me your email? Why don't you give me your contact? And I'm like, cool. And depending on what the vibe is, I'm like, here's my number or here's my card or here's my, like, I don't know. But yeah. And I think I that's, a, that's a relationship we don't have often enough. I'm not looking for a romantic relationship and I'm just single. Right. So right. when people ask me if, if you're single, I'm like, yeah, I am, but I'm not in the space to date, but I'm obviously in a space to find companionship, you know, meet new people and create friendships. So, and if but that ends up turning into a romantic thing, sure. But totally yeah. in a way longer drawn out fashion. I don't believe that that initial spark is real you know, because of how performative you were, because you want those enthusiastic yeses, right? You could tell me all of these awesome things by reading my body language to be like, oh, this girl likes to talk about books. Let's talk about books. This girl likes to talk about these things, da, 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 da. You're just going to do all of those things. So naturally, yeah, I would be enthusiastic. And, like, gonna, and I think that's, a, I think that's, but I think that's, that's interesting because I don't think someone, you don't have to do that. You don't, but, but, but a lot of people do. There's a lot of people who don't, right? There's a cynicism that we can go into things with, but the more cynically I look at these things, the more sinister things I'm going to find in them. Like it's insidious. And so if I think that people always have an ulterior motive, I'm going to keep finding people who do. I'm going to keep seeing that. You know, like I'm talking to you about books because I like books. Like if you talk to me about some stuff that I don't like, we've had a conversation before there. There's things you told me about. I don't, I didn't care. And then there's things you told me about. I did care about. To the point I looked them up and I'm like, yo, that's actually dope. I don't have time to fake it. I don't, because if I fake it at the beginning, I'm going to have to fake it with you for the rest of my life. And that shit's whack. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dope. And I'm not going to tell myself that I'm not dope by faking who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who, who believe, I think you're one of those people. And I think there's, like, there's a lot of people who are that. It's just a matter of meeting those people versus the other. Mm-hmm. I guess another question I have for you is if you approach somebody and you like their vibe, you start talking to them and you ask them, hey, would you like to do this again? How do you know already that you like them? I can't answer that. Like, I don't have words to put to that. That's a, I think certain things can't, words can't describe it. I think we all know when we vibe with someone and there's all sorts of things. There's intuition. Sometimes we're led by our traumas. Sometimes we're led by intuition. Sometimes our heart. There's people in your life that on paper, you, 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 you should have been head over heels for it. And you have no vibe for them. And there's people on paper that you're like, and I don't mean like a trauma response. I just mean like, you're like, no, I wouldn't, it doesn't look like it makes sense. And you're just like, yo, we have the greatest time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't like, if I knew that I'd bottle it and sell it. Um, if I knew that I wouldn't be single. Well, this is at least coming from my perspective. Like it seems to me that a lot of men know what they like because they're the ones suggesting it they're the ones saying like hey would you like to go on a date sometime that means you clearly like me if you're asking me or are you just asking me because i'm number 52 today 
I don't know. I think, right? I think you made a, a large assumption. Um, I've talked to <laughs> lots of men in my in my profession, like thousands. Dudes don't know. Just like women, they don't like. So then how do you ask that question so early on if you just met this person? Like, why can't you just you be like, hey. Like, like there's, a, there's a leap of faith that you have to take at some point. Like, I may never see you again. Like, if we're, we meet randomly in the world, mm-hmm. this might be the only time I ever see you. Like, let's just be real. Big city, small city. I've seen people once I've never seen again. Of course. Like you go to, you know, you go to a, the, the department store and you see the shirt that fits you, you know, fits you. You kind of like, yeah, that's kind of wild. It fits you. You're like, I'll come back tomorrow to pick this up. And you never see the shirt again. And you're like, man, you try to buy that online. You'll never see it again. Like, that's just life. Like, you, sometimes you get one shot at something. And so part of the interaction is there's a hopeless romantic that lives in some of us. And you're like, man, what if this is a magical person for me? What if this is some dope shit? Like, duh, we take a risk. And but why does it have to be romantic? Why can't you just take a big risk and be like, because that's what what a hopeless romantic is. I don't think most people are out here looking for friends. Like this just like really and truly people might become friends. We don't stop and talk to every person. So we're not looking for friendships, man, male and female. We're not stopping to like, you aren't stopping these, the dudes who are sitting down going, no, no, forget about that. Like, tell me about what you're interested in. You're not looking for friendships with these guys. We don't have time. I don't have time for the people who are my friends right now. Like I don't have the time for, for 10 more friendships. Real friendships. I literally oh, talk to everybody and be friends with everybody that yeah, I come well, across. We have different definitions of friendship because for me, friendship comes with a level of support and interaction. I, I don't have time to have friendships with everybody. Imagine having this conversation with 50 people in a day. Like I wouldn't get anything done. And so I, I'm very selective with who my energy is poured into because mm-hmm. I pour. And so even my friendships, my dudes, they know, like, I don't, I, you know, there's... <laughs> The, the no new friends and I laughed when I first heard that because it was one of the first uh, Drake lines of his new era stuff that I was like which is probably not new now but I was like yeah I get that like I, I'm not like I'll be cool and I'm kind to people but I'm not looking for new friendships at this point I have made new friends but it's not because I'm looking for them just like relationships I'm not looking for one but when someone dope comes across my radar and they pique my interest in a way that no one else I see a lot of beautiful people we all do. So none of y'all pique my interest and this one person does for whatever reason. Very rarely do you randomly, to me personally though, very rarely is my interaction romantically been with someone random. Five people I've dated. I, I met them, I knew them, and then it became it. So I don't, very rarely is it like, you, oh, that's again, that's the movie, but there has to be a little bit of hopeless romantic in us because otherwise, why am I taking this giant leap of faith to get my ego shot down, to get hurt, to get... I think it's, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think that whole reach of like, hey, this got, this has to work because I might never see this person again. And like you, you put in all of this like romantic desire for this person to encompass that idealism that you're putting in. If you just came in to be friends with someone because you like love their vibe and you want this person to be in your life forever, mm-hmm. whether or not it turns into a sexual romantic thing or not who cares you guys so just vibe you, right how you, so how is that any different if you, you you said how do you know that so how do you know that if you just met them i can tell on an energetic level if i right. like someone being around but that doesn't mean that right. you have to shoot your shot right from there well then why is that any different then because you challenged me when i said i could tell on an energetic level so you challenged yes. so why is that any different that why does it have to be romantic is my question but it doesn't it's energy but Again, you're putting a lot of assumption on the interaction. Okay. One, you're 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 discounting the fact that it might not be. 
like energy is, I think your energy's dope. So I want to go investigate more. Like you've made it. So your perception has made it something different. That's not mine. Those aren't my glasses. Those aren't their glasses. I think, again, that's why I'm like, you have to be careful. We have to be careful with the cynicism that we put in because it makes every interaction. Now we start grading it based on stuff. And it's like, nah, like if I'm having a good time, I'm having a good time. And if I'm not, I'm not. Like it's, it's as simple as that. If my spirit's like, yeah, yeah, we dope and then, I'm, then, then we vibe and then that's dope. And if we're not, we're not. Like, I don't think there's a distinction. I don't think we have to, like, I don't think I have to make the distinction for what you are saying. If I listen to you, you'll make it very clear. Like, if you're cool, you're cool. Like, dude could sit down beside you and, hey, so you have a husband? And you're like, no. He's like, oh, well, that's a surprise. And then you guys could have a conversation. He might not even be sexually attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things with societally, especially where you are, like, men, it's our job to speak to. It, we don't get spoken to. So it's we're taught that it's our job to do the speaking. That shit's hard. Like, we discount. Like, to walk across a room, that's why when someone comes up to me and asks me out, even if we're not in this, I'm going to, because I'm like, man, I get it. Like that, I'm flattered. And that shit's hard. Now, if it happens to you 417 times a week, you start to discount how beautiful that moment is actually. That someone saw you out of everybody and thought, let me go talk to them. Even if you are number 52, there's still a beauty in that. It's annoying. I get it. It's But it's still a beautiful thing. I agree in the sense of like, yeah, it takes a lot of courage to go and shoot your shot. 100%. The problem I have is the expectation that I have to respond and give you an answer. That's your expectation. In any way. But yeah. That's your expectation. You can smile at someone and never say a word to them. No, my, I'm, I'm saying that I get in trouble many times for not saying something. I get, yeah, I receive a question, I receive all. Of course, it's not my fault, but it's what I get. Well, it's, so it's, out of like I, 400 it's times. It's not your problem. You're worried about their problem. Like you're doing the work. You, what you said about me doing the decision-making for her, mm-hmm. um, you're doing that for him. What you want out of something is not for me to decipher. Yes. Especially when I don't know you. Like, I don't know you. I owe you nothing. I owe you nothing. 100%. I agree. When you come over and go, hey, what's up? Cool. I don't say anything. And I've I've walked away from girls who said, all right, stuck up. Cool. That's what you think. Like, that's fine. Again, I have a different physical ability to walk away. Exactly. That's the thing. So you have to play this game that is, I have to stay safe. Sure. But it still doesn't mean that you have to have the, the onus of understanding their expectation. You could just be like, I just want to be safe and alone. And so I'm going to say what I need to, to be safe and alone. And that's your expectation. And whatever the fuck he's thinking is his problem because you're just, I just want to be safe and alone. So I'm going to be nice because I want to be safe and alone, but I don't care what he's thinking. Like yeah. I'm just on my own vibe, but also it's like in the moment, if I'm in, if I'm present, my interaction with you changes. And if I'm future pacing, I know this guy's thinking that I want to do, do, do. Oh, if I talk to a girl and go, oh man, she wants it. I've already left the moment. So the magic is gone. I'm now making a perception of my own bullshit in my mind based on all these things that may or may not exist. Whereas if I'm sitting here actually interacting with you, actually listening to you, actually taking you in, you're taking me in, we're gonna have a different interaction. And mm-hmm. at the end of that interaction, we're gonna have an ideal of whether we wanna have another one or not. I might not be able to tell you, but I know, I kinda wanna kick it with her again, or I never wanna see her again in my life and I'd be fine. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is I'm pretty sure if I speak to someone and we are not vibing, it's pretty clear, right? Like there's awkward silences. Like it's, you say it, it you don't have to say it. It's pretty obvious. Asking, do you ever say it? That it's not working out? Yes. I don't say it in all of those words. No. So it, I just kind of look at them awkwardly and I just kind of wait for them to excuse themselves and they leave, right? Fine. Let's say we already have each other's contacts. 
right? Mm-hmm. They'll still be like, so do you want to hang out again? And I'm like, did you not? No, they both? didn't. 100%. So I why? tell people. Okay. Because why am I, I'm not expecting you to get me. You don't know me. You don't know my idiosyncrasies. You don't know my, so I'll tell you, I'll say to someone, yo, I think you have, you're dope. I don't think our energies are a match. Cool. A woman said to me, man, you are a beautiful soul. Thank you for coming into my life. And I was like, thank you for doing the same. And we never talked again. And I'm like, so just like we, we, like we put the onus on the other person to understand who we are when they've never met us. It's like that ideal of you should know what I want. No, I shouldn't. Cause 90% of the time you don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. Like you as a person, when you said men know what they want with women, they don't talking to thousands of dudes. We've been programmed to believe what we're supposed to want in a woman. Everyone, if you ask them what their ideal woman looks like, they'll give you some magazine cutout version. That's not what your ideal woman looks like. Your ideal woman looks like someone who makes your soul sing. Someone who wants to, like all of us, we want to feel good internally. And then that makes anybody who makes us feel that more beautiful. I can't keep my hands off of you because every time we're together, I just feel so, ooh, whatever that shit is. And so I don't think, I don't think most people know it's like, you know, you go into auditions, they always have a description of what the characters looks like. And they often hire someone who looks different than that, that, that thing. Because when you walk in the room and do something, I you know, do something and, and they're looking for a white guy. And I tell my agent, just get me in, just get me in, just get me in. And I get the role and they're like, oh, we're looking for a five, five white guy. And this, we got this guy. And you're like, oh yeah, because I think people don't know what they want. They have this idea based on whatever experiences they had or whatever they've been told is what something looks like. But then when you meet something, you're like, Yo, yo, that, yeah, that, and that's where I, I, I think the openness comes from, and that's why I'm, I'm like the hopeless romantic. It's like I'm, yeah, I call it a hopeless romantic because I'm like, yo, every person I've met has been on some regular, just like, and then you come into something. It's not been like that Don Juan bullshit again. Movies like, hey girl, what's up? How you doing? Like that shit. No, no, that's gross. It's weird but I don't think we understand each other. And when you say they call you again, dudes are we're dumb and we're simple and we're taught to be persistent. And women will say it. I hear women say, man, I want them to work, like to show me, to earn my, and I'm like, why? Like, just be honest. It's weird. Like I'll call her two days from now. And like, it's just weird. And so I think even what you, that, that example you said where, where you wait for the awkward pause and stuff, I am awkward, but I'm so comfortable with the pauses that I don't even know. Like, I'm a nerd. I'm a dweeb. So I, I say stuff that people are like, what? I'm like, never mind. So I wouldn't know that it was an awkward pause. I would have just thought you were like, why is he talking about comic books? Or what? And I'd be like, ah, never mind. Okay. And so then when I call you, I would be like, hey, man, like, if you said to me, yo, like, yeah, yeah I don't think our interests are, are aligned. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think what you're looking for is what I'm looking for. Like, you sound like you're looking for to date someone. I'm just, I'm not trying to do that. Thank you, peace. Like, I think most, I'd like to believe that most humans would hear that and be able to digest that. Mm. Like, there's nothing, you know what I mean? I've said that before so many times. And yeah. what ended up happening is, oh, are you with someone else? Oh, mm-hmm. do you like this other person? And it's like, no, I just don't like you like that. And I don't think we're prepared to receive a straight out rejection like that. I think no, I've, I've learned how to do that because being a journalist, you get rejected all the time because they don't like your story. It's not a good fit. Done. You know, uh, we regret to inform you. Blah, 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 blah. So it's always yeah. the same thing. And it's about me. It's about me, my writing, what I submitted. 
you know, and I don't think, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. Versus like a lot of the times when we look at relationships, the only reason why it's an acceptable way to break out of a relationship is if someone is interested in someone else. That's why it's like an okayness with cheating. Cause it's like, oh, same thing with um, oh, I mean, leaving a job. You know, like if you leave the job because you found another job that's better than that job, then it's okay to leave. You would never just like leave. That's a programming thing. Exactly. For sure. But I don't think that's a truism to, we leave relationships and then the, the challenge is always to be by yourself for a period of time after, because you need to rediscover who you are, what you love, how you're about. So anytime someone goes from one to the next, I'm like, you're just going to, it's repeat going to repeat the same pattern. You don't like, you just traded one, like I said, you traded one victim for another. This person gets what you do. So you just go to the next, you don't have to grow because you can go, go do the same bullshit with the next person. Um, So my industry, I'm used to rejection. I grew up ugly duckling, got lots of rejection. I submit work for projects. I get lots of rejection, but every one win is pretty big. So you're like, yay, but then you go back to the 70 rejections. So when you said it's, it's you, when you submit your work, it's you. What I realized, and uh, someone helped me understand, it's not me, it's my work is not a fit for your project. It has nothing to do with me personally. It has to do with, I was like, oh, I'm saying my name. It has to do with my work, which is mine. It's harder to make the distinction than for something that I sell or something that, like that's, that's I poured myself into that. No, it's not you, it's this doesn't fit. You're too big to play the nerd because he's supposed to get beat up all the time. We don't believe in that. But your performance was great or it wasn't. doesn't matter. Most people don't learn to differentiate. When I come up to you and say, hey, and we have a great conversation, I'm like, hey, I mean, we had a good energy. Would you like to grab you know, a cup of coffee maybe the next, sometime later this week? And you're like, no. I've, most people have not been trained to realize, men especially, oh, we're such ego men. We've not been trained to go, that has nothing to do with me. You could have literally just came from a funeral. You could have literally just had the worst day of your life. You could have literally like just landed and haven't slept for 37 hours. You could have just be sitting there and have going through your own thoughts and realizing, you know what? I need to be alone for some time and learn who I am. You, there's so much stuff that literally has nothing to do with me. I didn't exist in your world eight minutes ago. I didn't even exist. And now I've come into your world and expect that you accommodate me in the fullness of your world to appease whatever that's stupid but we're taught that and so when you say no it's not no to me it's no to this 100%. like i'm still dope but, but we don't learn how to do that no one gets rejection this this newfangled thing of everyone scores and everyone's a winner and everyone gets a ribbon yeah yeah and then you get to 30 and you realize you get your first no and you have a mental breakdown like people don't know how to deal with rejection and women get rejected all the time workforce ideas like women are always shunned no 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 no. i I have a better idea so y'all are way better at dealing with rejection from the jump men aren't men aren't and especially the the cool guy the guy who's most willing to walk over to a strange woman and ask her for her number that guy has received the least amount of straight up rejection or his persistence has paid i sometimes talk to like one homegirls you date this dude and I was like, you're going with who? She said, this guy. I said, why? She goes, I oh, kept on asking. I was like, don't reward that shit. Don't reward that behavior. He kept on asking. Like, so you find you broke down. Ah, fine. So men will, you want to go up? 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 And it's like, nah, bro, don't call me again. And it sucks because he has to get that 72 times or one time. It depends on the person. So, but it's not your job to teach him. 
it's your job to you being like you, you're like, oh, but I have to tell them. Nah, my job is to be like, bruh, leave me alone. And if I say, honestly, leave me alone or leave me the fuck alone, or hey, that was cool. I like your energy, but I don't think we're like, however I have to say this, I'm here to protect myself until like you have value in my life. Whereas I now go, oh man, I also need to protect your feelings. So I'm not going to talk to you as we, if and we develop, I'm not going to talk to you the same way as I did the first time I met you. Meaning I won't tell you the, the raw truth the same way. Cause I'm like, oh, I know that you've been through this, this and this in life. And I know that this, this and this hurts. And I know if I say this, you tend to shut down. So you're not going to hear me if I say these other things. So I'm not going to say, I don't want you or I don't like your writing. I'm going to say, hmm, yo, that third and fourth paragraph were really dope. But that opener, I didn't really understand it. As opposed to like, I didn't like the piece. Because I know that if I say that to you, you're going to be like, well, fuck you then. I'm not listening to the rest of the stuff. And I'm like, no, no, I'm constructively wanting to criticize because I want to see you sell this piece. So I'm going to tell you like all the parts I, but I'm going to learn that as I learn you, which is part of the process, which we never get to because we're supposed to already know each other in the moment and want to fall in love with this facsimile of a person. Again, that movie bullshit, which I totally agree with you. When I come and sit down and go, ah, this is the one, how the, she could have just murdered somebody like with bare hands. I don't, I just know that I want to talk to you. And then what I see right now being presented, spirit, mind, body, obviously body, I want to be like, yo, Wagwan, how are you today? You know, and then, but I think that's it. And I think when someone comes up to me, I think it's it. Like, I just think that's it. Like, you could read what I write, you could hear what I say, but you still, you don't know me. I'm good at putting out what I want people to know about me. So you, so I like that we have an interaction because like, oh, you actually are investing in me. I think that's cool. Yeah. This made me think a lot about just self-worth. And if you see someone that values their own self-worth, that's going to be attractive no matter what, right? To see like a version of someone that actually truly loves himself. If you don't love yourself yet to that degree, you can fangirl about this person. Yeah. This person's so incredible. Like they value themselves so much. They have self-worth. They're like so inspiring and motivating. And it's, it's great. You know, I, I meet a lot of people that like me a lot because of that. Fantastic. Cool. My only problem is if it's a heterosexual man that fangirls over me, he equates that to romantic interest when actually you just like finding another human that actually knows what self-worth is. And I would be happy to be here in your life and help you find that too. But we don't have to fuck. But for some reason, that is the immediate thought process like oh i am i'm fangirling about this person that must mean this person is like my true love in life and i think there is this innate hurt or pain of rejection and whatever you want to call it of like well i feel this strongly about someone like has to be it how come this person doesn't feel the same way like that's insane right like oh my god i can't believe it yeah i don't think people think they're the true love though i think that's where where i disagree with you like we confuse lust and love a whole lot and i uh, a generation of dudes who was raised on porn, you confuse lust and love a whole lot. Like, oh my gosh, she, she's a good person. And like, like we've turned the lowest level of standard into like something to put on a pedestal. Like what's always like, oh man, like, you know, he's loyal to me. I'm like, bruh, we've been together five years. Like the mother, what? That, that's a part of your sentence? Like you've been in a monogamous relationship. If you're not in a monogamous relationship, whatever. But I'm like, you've been in a monogamous relationship and the first thing you check off as to why to stay with someone is because they're loyal. Like, that's that's like buying a ticket to get into the theme park. 
Like that's just like if you're in the theme park, I assume you bought a ticket. I didn't assume you jumped the fence. I assume you talk to each other. I assume you're kind of nice to each other. Like there's a bottom level of assumption. Um, and I say to my little sister, I'm like, yo, oh, he's such a, a gentleman. That's the bottom level he's supposed to be. Like he's supposed to treat you nice. Like when she, what, she was talking about a gentleman, I was like, he's supposed to treat you nice. She was like, you're the first guy that bought me flowers. I was like, yes. And the next guy, like it, just regular shit. That's not, it was Tuesday. Like I was at the store. I saw them. And I thought they, like, it's just regular. And I think it's weird because what you said, um, they tie it to the whole, oh, like this is my true lust. I don't think people are like this much. Cause if you, if I feel like you're my true love, I'm willing to wait out stuff. Like I've waited years to date somebody. And literally when I say waited, like we were friends and it was just like ch chilling and I was in a relationship, their relationship, and it was never a thought process. And then when we were both free, we were like, yo, yo, you want to check? Yeah, okay, that's cool. And there's people who I've met and right off the bat, like we were friends and we started dating. I don't think sex at all has anything to do with love. I think sex can be an incredible addition to love but i think sex can be completely void of love right and and i think we confuse the two a lot 100 mm -hmm, and i think sex at least for me used to be a tool to validate the security of a relationship so Dude. that we have to have sex every day otherwise i guess i'm losing a boyfriend tomorrow that's what it meant for me as validation right and that's why now when i like remove sex from the equation I'm no longer at the mercy of sex to prove whether or not we're in this relationship. We're just actually in this relationship for true intimacy's sake. And then you don't need to be like, oh, well, like we didn't have morning sex. So I guess we're breaking up or there's like a problem. You know what I mean? And I'm like, the part of me, is I'm like, no, I mean, I don't mind that every day kind of like, because when I'm with somebody, I don't think there's anybody more beautiful in the world. So I'm always like, I literally like, like cooking breakfast, like, oh, look at you over there putting your bike tire on, like, hey, like everything about you makes me just like, ooh, just who I am. Because sex, I've been blessed. That sex has always been a delightful, always, for a long time, it's been a delightful exchange. And so it was crazy because I remember this thing and, and we were talking and someone, a, a, a woman shared some of the stuff like about sex, the ob ob obligation and affirmation. And I was like, what? And I was like, yo, like, just out of curiosity, how many of y'all like have sex because you have to? like. And like the amount of hands that went up, I was like, what? Yeah, you know, and then I was like, wait a minute, how many of y'all enjoy sex? Like when I say like 10% of the hands went up, like slow, I was like, what? Like, what? Like, that's the most fun thing. Like I laugh, we're painting, like it's fun. It's not supposed to be this. And I was like, man, so that was started an exploration of doing surveys and just sending them to people because I wanted to know. And I'd never, yo, where sex is for women and what it is for men seemingly generalization very different tools you know one gives sex for love the other gives love for sex and and there's this idea and i was just like wait you be fucking and not enjoying it why don't you just go to sleep like that's weird so when you say that it just blows me away again because i'm like if we didn't have and you said every day too i was like people are like oh if we don't have sex once or twice a week like the relationship's over and you're like if we didn't have it every day and i'm like yo there's such a spectrum of this and i'm just like what and I always look at it like as a partner, whether monogamous or not, I'm like, yo, is this good for you? What do you want? Like, tell me how I can help. Like, tell me, like, walk me through this. You know this machine, just walk me through. And it's like, for people not to, as one of my, my uncle said, hey man, uh, and he was like one of those like dudes who just helped me with masculinity. But he says, um, if you don't enjoy pleasing the woman that you're blessed to be enjoying, then you've never pleased the woman that you're blessed to be enjoying. And I was just like, Boom, like, oh my God, like you're right. Cause 
like when they're excited and enjoying it, it's enjoyable. Like as you're just like, yeah, like, and not from a performance point of view, it just feels good to see someone that you feel good about feeling good. And you having any part of that, you're like, we're all feeling good. Like, and so when you haven't had that, it's just about you getting your busting a nut and moving on, you know? And, and, and it's like, that's how most guys learn what sex is. It's finished and, and, and it's like, well, no, there's, there's, there's levels, there's layers. You don't have to come. You don't have like, but most guys, we don't ever learn that, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, wow. You said, wow. Like the relationship's over if we don't have sex. I was like, damn. Oh yeah. Like if I get rejected in, in the morning, I'm like, oh, I guess we have a problem. And I damn. would literally assume I'm, he's gone. I don't have a boyfriend today. It's over. I would go that far in my insecurity of a relationship, 100%. And then that's why I would throw sex everywhere, you know, as like a way to be like, are we still good? I wouldn't have a conversation. I would just throw my body at it, you know? So, and then of course it'd be more rejection because he was like, dude, I already just said no in the morning. <laughs> why do you still want to do this? And so no matter what, no one's communicating properly. And then I right. get more and more and more insecure. So, right. yeah. It's we're as men, it's, it's this idea that we always want to have sex. And it's this idea mm-hmm. that we never want to have sex. And it's funny because the first time I was in a relationship with a woman who like morning, noon, at night, and I was just like, yo, like I just got home from the gym. I've had like a 16 hour day. Like, yo, I'm tired. I can help you get to where you need to go to. Tell me what you need to do. But it's like, oh, I want to get you. I'm like, no, I'm going to bed. Like, and it was a, it was a problem because she thought that I was cheating. Like you're clearly doing this somewhere else if you don't want to do it with me. I was like, no, I'm just tired, yo. Like, legit. but it's this I, this idea. Men always want to fuck. We that's what we do. We just walk around with hard penises, waiting to use them. And it's like sometimes, or I'm sad. I'm more connected physically to my 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 emotion. Like I can't not like you or be angry at some stuff that we did and still just be like, yeah. Like I I need to work that out. Like hey, you hurt my feelings when you did this. Like I need to work that out. Or else I'm like, that don't work. And it's like. People was oh well, what's wrong? Well, I thought this was an apology. It's like no, that's not an apology. Like we need to talk about what happened so I can feel better about it. But we're taught that men don't do that. That's just a woman trait. That's crazy because it's like literally one conversation could have just made that easy. Not you, oh, just yeah. in general. You know what I mean? Like I've been, 100%. and it's like man, but we don't have it. We just keep trying this, and because we don't have the tools to know that that's wow. Yeah, that's why. Like I'd say, like ninety percent of my sexual encounters, like he can't perform because obviously it's not a good time, and I'm like forcing it. But, you know, and then we feel so conscious about it because I can't. OK, OK, check. And then it makes it worse. Right. Exactly. Because like, oh, yeah, they're like, why is she like so insistent on it? Like, OK, shit, like whatever. And then right, get it. Or I can't yeah. do it. Like, and then all of a sudden I can't. And then you're like, why can't you? And it's like, yo, it's an ugly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, much anxiety. I, yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember being a young man having that happen, like completely didn't move. And I was just like, I got so freaked because I was like. You know, you hear about all the things. And I was like, and she, and she was getting upset. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> later to realize, no, that was because of the situation. Because you just stressed out. Yeah. Stressed out. But we're not allowed to be. You know, we, we put so much of our manhood, no pun intended, into our penises. So when they don't work or they don't do what we tell them to do, they're not always doing what men's penises do, then we were losing our manhood. Like what's, and it's like, nah, yo, you're actually becoming a fully formed male. Like you're, so that's, it's good that you have a little, you're not run by your physical urges only, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was hanging out with this girl last night and she was like, do you ever miss having sex? You know, like, 
that you're you're not having sex anymore and it was kind of like it's not a restriction of me like holding back these urges because that means I have to admit that I am at the mercy of my physical urges it's an active choice you know and it's empowering in that active choice because I want that because I haven't had good sex I haven't had a good relationship with sex so I'm going to wait until I have a good relationship in general before I begin that relationship with sex so you know I think we're so focused on wanting to have something or be a part of the group and the group Hmm. has sex the group is obsessed with sex people like sex so you know I'm the outcast that I'm saying I don't like sex and I don't want to have sex and of course I think I miss being accepted into the community but Mm. that's it it wasn't really me that actually wanted it it was just oh this is just what girls do like humans should like sex yeah that's in the sense of just like you're opening my paradigm even more again the idea guys what do you want i want a girl who's like you know celibate like never been with many men and da, 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 da. And i'd always challenge that when these guys come and go i don't want a girl who slept with lots of guys i'm like yes you do and they're like no no how is she going to know how to do any of those things that you watch in porn if she's never had sex like you keep acting like you want someone who's a freak in the sheets but i'm like you have to have practice in order to do some of that stuff like it's just it's just what it is like you think she's gonna put the first excuse but uh, first penis she puts in her mouth is gonna be her no you got you gotta practice so she's like you can't be number one if you want it to be great like it's just what it is like the first time you put your lips on a vagina it's not gonna be your best performance it's not gonna do you you have to learn so it's funny because that one two when you're like oh i'm cast out of the group i'm like that's hilarious because we cast women out of the group for having too much sex we cast women out of the group for having no sex oh you you're you're such a prude why don't you just ease up and if you fuck everybody in the group like oh you're such a hoe why don't you just stop being such a hoe and i'm like bro which one is it which one choose like you want her to be a fully uh, formed sexual being or do you want her to be a unopened egg of sexual energy waiting to be found like which one? <laughs> no, like what do you want and that's when I say, you say men know what they want. They don't. They've been told what they want. One of my favorite tracks is Music Soul Child. And, and, and he says, you know, I don't care if he was a prostitute or slept with every man that you ever knew. It doesn't make a difference because that was way before me and you. And it was, it was so because I was just like, man, like y- y'all don't get it. Like that, you did what you had to do to get to me. So that's cool. So if that's what you did, that's what you did. I'd rather you didn't do that while we were together and we'll have that conversation, but I don't own you. So you're going to do what you got to do and I'm going to do what I got to do. So am I going to be okay with what you choose? or not, but we're gonna have that conversation. But it's like, we put so much into what someone did and men and women like, wow, I think that's hilarious that you, you got cast out of the group cause you don't have sex. And like, you get cast out of the group cause you have sex. It's like, so you're gonna get cast out. So you may as well do whatever you want. A hundred percent, yeah. What you said about choice really blew. So, you know, I'm celibate after my last relationship. People are like, oh man, like you must have all the sex. I'm like, no. And they're like, what? Like, oh, that must be hard. And it's like, well, sometimes, <laughs> pun intended, but it's like you, it's a, I used to have sex because I had to. So it wasn't a choice. It was just something that I was supposed to do. And then now I'm choosing. So when I have sex with you, I actually want to. So it's even more liberating. It's even more freeing because it's less restrictive for me now because I'm actually choosing. Like when I say no, I don't want to. It's not like, well, but I should because they're going to think something's wrong with me because I'm a dude. Mm-hmm that's crazy that's crazy that you wow you don't belong because you don't have sex but you didn't belong because you did like wow (laughs) yep no matter what it doesn't matter so just do what you want to do that's the yo look straight up that's funny 
Yeah. I think it's crazy. Cause I like, I stopped doing so many things. I stopped drinking. I stopped eating meat. I stopped having coffee. I stopped watching TV. I stopped listening to music. I stopped having sex. And the one thing that people cared about the most is like sex. I'm like, Oh, all of the other vices are okay. Vices. It looks like, you know, I mean, I was like, wait a minute. you stopped eating meat and stopped drinking alcohol. That's the first things I heard. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry. What? And then it. like, yeah. so, and so it's, that's crazy that people are like, wait, sex you don't have any sex i'm like i'm like wait you don't listen to music bro like mm-hmm. what you do you just you just breathe like when you work I out and breathe, breathe. Like, mm-hmm. like i'm working out what are you thinking about my airways nah i'm listening that's to some it. music you ever heard of music like yeah i want to believe in it I'm like damn like that to me is trippy sex requires so much more energy than listening to music and i don't mean that like the watching movie. i love movies i go to the cinema by myself all the time i'm like the theater when you said that, I'm like, those things, I'm like, because they're easy. You literally pick up your shit, walk across the street to the theater, or you turn on the TV. I'm like, you don't do any of that simple shit. Like, sex is a little bit more complicated. Like, and people are like, ah, you don't have sex? I'm like, yeah, there's a couple more steps. I got to involve another person. Like, Okay. I mean, masturbation too, porn, all of it. Oh. And all that. But I mean, again, when you said sex, it's like the fact that someone keys in on that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like the other things. I think are- it's different because it's mostly women that ask me that question because women have always apparently had the choice of sex or it's yes, perceived that we do right like we're the ones that grant the permission however it's it, never really been that cut and dry in terms of choosing who your partner is you, you I think you have to have sex because you're with a partner or you're afraid to say no for whatever reason or you want people please or blah blah blah, blah. Sure. or you actually think you want it but you don't like I always thought Absolutely. I wanted it but I didn't and that was that's probably the biggest thing when I thought I wanted to drink I actually don't when I thought I wanted to listen to music, I actually don't, you know, I wanted to eat meat. I actually don't. So that was the learning. I think I'm a cookie. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think women have been tricked a lot because women have always been the gatekeepers to the sex. Part of why men try to keep women down. If you will, you always try to keep the group that has more power than you out of power. And anybody who didn't believe me, I would say this, look, I'm a decent looking dude. You and I go to a club, and I'm tall, which always helps. I'm like, you and I go to a club, any club, anywhere in the world. You can leave in minutes to go and fuck anywhere. And it's going to take work for me. Little or a lot, it's going to take work for me. Like you could literally walk up to 10 dudes and be like, hey, I'm just horny. Do you want to go grab a drink and then go somewhere and fuck? And I'm going to say three out of the 10 of them. And I'm not like, are you like, the only reason they'll say no is because they don't believe you. Like, oh, uh, but once you get past the like, you're not kidding, it's not a trap. Like, when we get to the odd deal of this, however long that takes, that you're sincere about this offer, you're gorgeous. Let's go. That's it. Like, that's women. Like, whereas me, if I walk up and like, hey man, I just got a drink, came off a plane, yo, I'm horny, and you want to go somewhere and fuck. Zero of ten women are gonna say yes. Like, it, it's gonna take a a lot bigger number for me to get that one. It's not for me to say yes or no, it's 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 for y'all. Societally, we trick you into believing that you want it so that when we do ask, you give it to us so that we mm-hmm. feel like the gatekeepers. We trick you into believing that you need to give it to us or else you'll lose us uh, as a society and then us as men. We trick you into believing that's what you're supposed to do. It's part of your obligation as my woman. We trick, like you're tricked. But I'm like, when you get to a point where you're like, nah, I'm good. It's like, oh, uh. and that person scares men that woman scares boys, um, people who have the most, because it's like, now I can't use, I actually have to be present. Like I can't use any of the 
um, magic-y stuff to, to get get in you can't like, use I, your dick magic <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but you know like i can't be like ha you should give it to me because you're it's like no no like yeah, yeah, yeah like dignitized like you actually have to be like yo yep all right come on in like mm-hmm. and 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 when a woman gets there when a dude gets there i think it's such a beautiful thing because when you do it then like whether it's one time with someone or you know repeatedly for whatever it's like Woo, like this was a choice. Like this was fun. There's no like I don't have to be anybody but me and I can enjoy this and I can be funny and not cool and messy and trip and like it's just it's a different experience. And I think that's what most of us miss because sex is a porn, right? Like I'm supposed to do 72 positions and you know, pump and till the sunlight comes up and yeah, you like that? Yeah. And yeah, I just tuh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like who who thought of this? Who said this was this? This is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know. So, wow, more power to you to uh, be so open with that too, and let people deal with their judgments on their own with it. Yeah, it's really fun to just sit back and observe. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're sure of your answer, so it doesn't matter anymore. So just fun to observe other people. Right. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. I'm not sure of my answer. I just know what the requirement is to get in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, you can call me. I'm like, like, will we? I don't know. But it ain't gonna be on no like, baseline shit. Like, oh, you got, oh, you got, okay. Like, even interest, like, when I'm going on a date with you, like, I don't want to talk to you unless there's a certain level of, and sure, their initial be, but it's like, so I know that, like that. So I sit back and like you, but I also, I'm convincible. Cause I'm kind of, I kind of want to be convinced. I'm at this comedy club. I want to laugh, but you got to be funny. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, it, you cool enough for me to entertain you at the top end? I'm like, I, I kind of want to see what you get. Like, come on, I'm rooting for you. I'm like, yeah, be that person. Be that person that I could be a friend with out of the hundred people I've met in the last ex that, that I didn't want to be friends with. Be that person that I want to actually bring to my house and kick it with and watch some TV and whatever happens over a term happens. Be that person. I'd like that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really crazy. It's like out of the kind of shitty experiences I've had lately at the park where I thought would be a comfortable, safe space because it's in broad daylight. You're at a public space. There's people around. I have all this bullshit. And then I go to a speakeasy bar. You know, I'm the only one drinking a non-alcoholic cocktail, obviously. And I'm sitting by the bar. Of course, someone's going to chat me up at the bar. Right. And here I am expecting this drunken whatever face to just be talking to me because it's nighttime now. You're allowed to drink, you know, like it's, this is the setting I have put myself in this environment. Right. The most pleasant person spoke to me, you know, like he spoke to me as a human and asked me what I was drinking. I told him it was non-alcoholic. I told him that I'm that I stopped drinking after I stopped bartending, you know, and he spoke to me like a human Dope. the whole time, you know, and I was just like, they were, there was no expectation there. He, he didn't try to seal the deal. He didn't try to force me to drink like, Hey, have one, you know, none of this, because actually in that environment, I'd be more susceptible to want to join the crowd for sure. Right. So at the end of the day, like environment has nothing to do with it, but it's good to like, just detach yourself from that environment and see the difference. Mm-hmm. I hate the word, the phrase seal the deal, whether in business or even more in relationships. I'm like, because everything is about ebb and flow. And even when we sign a contract, like before we did this, you were like, good, I'm glad we sealed the deal. I would never, I could not be. I was like, ugh, because there's still 
I appreciate the ebb and flow of our interaction and I'll honor that because that's pretty dope. And so like, I think when someone seals the deal, it's like, I've done doing what I need to do. There's a, and ah, like, I'm fit now. I don't need to work out anymore. It's like, that's not how it works, right? Like you got to make a payment to whatever it is that you want to keep in your life. You got to pay for it every day. You got to pour in payments for it, whether it's the place you live, whether it's the body you have, whether it's the, the intelligence, like you got to do something to keep it with the relationships, you got to do something to keep it. And I think seal the deal is such a, the end, except you're still, you're not at the end. You're at, like, you say you seal the deal when you break up and you don't talk to each other anymore. Yo, we seal the deal. It's done. Like the deal is now we don't talk to each other anymore. Not I'll see you tomorrow morning. Seal the deal. Like, right. <laughs> I love that you had a great interaction in the speakeasy, you know, to challenge your idea that people are this. And it's like, Hey, I, don't have to interact with people based on. Now, again, to act like we don't have a preconceived notion when we deal with people, like we're humans and we have three seconds to make decisions in the real world. Like people are like, oh, you know, you should deal with everybody in an individual. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you, Dr. Seuss, let's be real. Like when you're walking down the street and I get it, when I'm walking down the street and someone looks at me and it's dark and they kind of, they have to make a decision like, ooh, ooh. And then they grab the person across the street because you're making a decision based on all the experiences that you've had. But I'm like, yeah, I, I don't get mad. I'm like, oh, man. Like I, I'm like I get like you you made a your executive decision uh, and you're out. Hopefully, for you it's like when you're in positions where you can make a little bit deeper assessment, you can look at things and go like you're saying to me in the same way. It's like look at it and go maybe it's not that or maybe this is something different or maybe let me see what this is. And even if they open the same because I mean we all say the same dumb shit just. Hey, what you drink? Like whatever the, the line, I don't know. But it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one go. I'm still gonna stay present and not, you know, the the trans transform this into all the other things or you know transmute what I've gone through into now. Like I'm just gonna let this be what it is. And I think that's yeah, that's it. I I think of just reading your like when our first interaction, and that's the reason that I'm speaking to you, is because it was like. I took it for what it was. Like, I didn't think it was something that, uh, something else. And I didn't, it's like, oh, huh, this is cool. Take in some of it, go, oh, okay, cool. And I think that's a beautiful thing that you had that at the speakeasy, especially in that environment. Like, it seems so counterintuitive. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I still can't, can't sit in a park, you <laughs> I mean, I literally sat there and I was like, I am the odd one out here. I'm going to a place where they sell alcohol and I'm the only one not drinking alcohol, you know? So I need to understand. Hold on. Do the non I'm sorry. Do the non-alcoholic drinks have like a different color straw? Like how do people know you're not? You're like, oh, there's the non-alcoholics, the red straw. Like how do you're, they know? You're that? right. They're not going to know. But as soon as they start talking to me, they will know, right? And I, I can't. Why, why would they know as soon as they start talking to you? Well, they're going to ask me what I'm drinking. They're going to realize I'm sober, <laughs> you know? It, it just, it will add up. And I can't be upset for choosing to be in a place where I'm not the norm. Right. But I, I had to reassess and realize like, why did I want to go to a speakeasy? The old Amanda that was an alcoholic wanted to go to the speakeasy to go look mm -hmm. at different cocktails, to try them all. Yeah. Am I coming back because I want to be represented to try to drink alcohol again? Or am I coming in with new Amanda and if I'm coming in as new, Amanda, I can't force everyone to be new versions of themselves because no. I'm entering an old space. I'm entering a space where people drink. 
it's a, a space for them to drink. So I can't be coming in here on my high horse trying to tell everyone why they shouldn't drink, Agreed. you know? So I think when I came there, I had to realize like, these are my, my expectations to come into here, right? Like I want to go and enjoy some live music. Unfortunately, right. or fortunately that has, that usually comes in a bar establishment. So that's how it is, you know, but then don't take it to the next level, right? Like don't, I, I think I've had so many other experiences where I feel pressured to drink, mm. but it's also unfair to not expect to be pressured to drink if you're going to a place where people get paid to drink. So, you know, it is what it is. And you kind of have to like find the middle ground there. So, yeah. Joyfully resilient. Like, I don't understand. I want to wrap up with a couple of questions. What is your ideal romantic relationship? My ideal romantic relationship? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, for me, it's a place that I feel safe to be the most authentic version of myself, to be me, to not perform, to not to 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 grow, to be free to make mistakes and learn, to be called out on my shit, to be praised for my growth, to be uh, to have fun, to laugh. Peace is the top of that that list, like a place of peace. Um, that's my idea romantic relationship where no matter so the picture right comes to mind when you say that so hulk marvel character i don't know if you're not to say here but um he uh when he's raging and and black widow was his, his woman and she when he was raging she would come in and just she would like put it and she'd be like it's so calm calm and she would like there's a picture comic book shot where he's above her in a cave because they're trying to find him and she comes in and she just has her hands on his face and he's towering above her and he goes from raging beast to like he's uh, and he sits down and then like she sits down and he turns back into a human and um that that is sort of that whole is my idea of romantic relationship like that like that energy okay so like someone that grounds you peace yeah yeah, they can they can bring peace even in my in my greatest storm. Not not by doing something, but just by being. Okay. What is the most attractive quality in a person? That <laughs> like a person who someone who's at peace, at peace, because I think peace comes with doing your own self-work, it comes with loving yourself, it comes with um, trusting yourself um there's no inner turmoil all the time like we all have our moments but yeah i think that's one of the most attractive things and some of just those things like self they they love themselves and it's always a work in progress and they they but they're like yeah man i'm cool with what this is right now even as i go to something else i think that's just so like wow to me what's the most attractive quality about yourself i don't i'm pretty judgment free I think that's really like people tell me stuff very easily, very early, and it doesn't change the dynamic of our relationship. I think that's, that's, I think, cause you know, other people say you feel like home. And I think that's, uh, I think that's where it comes from is cause I'm just like, you can tell me what your brain is doing and I'm not going to judge it. 
Like, it, it, that's your shit. Like, what am I going to do? Tell you it's wrong? I don't know. Do your shit. I think that's my most attractive quality. Are you saying that from the perspective that that's what you think other people think is the most attractive thing about you? Um, I think that's what attracts people to me once they, like, as in, I, when I look at what are the things about me, uh, I think that, you know, I, that would be the number one thing. There's, so what do you find the most attractive thing about yourself that attracts you to yourself? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, 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 I love me some me. I love my old, like I don't, I, I wouldn't cite one part, like my ability to pour myself out for people, my ability to support unwaveringly, um, my loyalty, um, my ability to innately trust people, my, my yearning to, to see people through the eyes of the universe. Like I, I think I have a lot of things that I would be like, man, like I'd date me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like yo, like, but I think what it, what for other people, what comes across the biggest is that, like okay. the safety, safety home thing. Yeah. When what's the one favorite thing that you like about you? What's my one favorite thing I like about me? Mm-hmm. Resilient, like joyfully resilient. Like, I don't understand how certain things haven't broken me, but they don't. Like, I'm still happy as shit. I enjoy my life. I enjoy myself. I enjoy my moments. And I like that. <laughs> you know, I think, like, most things just aren't that serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I take my work seriously. I don't take myself seriously. And I think that's the, uh, yeah, I enjoy my kingdom. I can see that. Like, the, the hope, the, the unnerving hope, for sure. The which? The unnerving hope. Like you just always have it. Yeah, it's weird, man. Sometimes I'm like, man, stop. Like, just just hate that thing. And I'm like, nope. Ah, I hate you. No, you don't. Ah, you're right. Like, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. My last question to you is, out of everything we talked about today, is there anything that you would like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode on the show? Oh, man. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff, man. Um, I think what you opened with in asking about relationships, I think that's an incredible thing for another man to elaborate on because it's interesting to hear similarities and differences in, in, in how people, how we grow through relationships. Um, I think it would be interesting for to hear the someone elaborate on the interaction between you asked me how do I know if I like someone and I was like I don't know it's above my pay grade I don't I, I don't know I do just like how I know I don't like somebody I don't know I just do um, it would be interesting to hear another person's uh, or more men speak on the um, the cerebral part of that because I let that go I don't even think about it like. It's like movement to me. Like you don't think step, turn, punch, undercut. Like you just, you, you learn to move and you just move. Like when someone punches, you roll in the ring. Um, and so I would be interested to hear from someone who may be a little bit more cerebral, um, a logic-based male. Um, how do you know? Well, she presents these things and someone who's thought about it because that was a delightfully deep question. And I was like, damn. And I searched, I was like, nope, there's nothing. There's like no, oh, like I'd be lying to you if I gave you an answer. I'd be saying something to try to you know, 
I'm cool with not knowing. Uh, yeah, that would be one of the dudes. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. What was the most challenging question I asked you today? Most challenging? The one I, I enjoyed the most was what, you know, the ideal of what do you find and you redefine it. Like, do you think that's what other people find attractive about you? Or is that what you, like, I found that super enlightening. I found that um, because it lit me up because it made me think about what I love about myself actually, um, which is a pretty dope thing because we always look at ourselves through the lens of others. And it was, it was nice to get that reframe. Um, so that was beautiful. That, that was probably my favorite question. Um, most challenging question. I think it was interesting to hear you challenge the 75% purity of the way that I would interact with somebody um, from a, just from a completely different point of view and going, okay, I, I, I received that. Um, and just receiving that without explanation, like taking that in for a moment, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I, I, because you feel like me looking at myself, I feel like I do a lot of work around that. And to be, to be questioned about your intentions or your integrity is always a quick way to put someone's walls up. Mm -hmm. And it was challenging because it allowed me to see a different perspective, a different vantage point, but also of, of, the, of the outside, but also a different perspective and vantage point of where continued ego work needs to be done. Um, like the idea of, oh, hmm, that still bothers me. So how, it, how grounded am I in the truth that I, of my own goodness? you know, my own heart. And it's like, man, because I, I don't argue no shit that I believe for full, wholeheartedly. Like, you know, you're like, man, you're short. I'm like, cool. Like, I'm going to argue with you. I'm like, nah, like, that's dumb. So when you say that, if my, we're still, if my, if my response is like, no, that's not what I mean. It's like, okay, well, how much is it not what I mean? Or how much is it that I need to work on being okay with other people not being okay with what I do, right? Which is because I go, I looked at myself when you said it, and I was like, no, that's what I mean. So why does this bother you? Because I'm not okay that she doesn't fully believe that's what I mean. And it's like, well, then why does it matter what she believes? Like, if it's the truth. And it's like, huh. Oh, like learning that as the initial response instead of having to go through that three step. Learning that as the punch is coming, duck roll move as opposed to, and then they're punching me. What do I do next? Like, you know what I mean? That was a challenging. That was actually really, it, 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 uh, it forced mm -hmm. me to level up and really look at something. So that was dope. There was a couple of them, but that one really, I was like, motherfucker, that's a question. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting, right? Just sit back, observe yourself and how you're reacting to something. And you're just like, whoa, this is making me act funny. Like, I don't know why this matters. You sort of like, I thought I, I thought I overcame this, right? Like, <laughs> I thought I passed this. And it's like, nah, bro, just another layer, like onion, yeah. right? And that mm -hmm. one really peeled off an onion layer. I was like, Oh, I felt all Shrek in that. Like, I was like, golly, <laughs> that was dope. Like there was a couple, but that one got me. Cause I was like, why do I react viscerally to that? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the need to, to defend? Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're so used to needing to prove our point of view. Right. So it's only natural. And yet it's not because there's so many other things that you said mm -hmm. that were 
against my point of view that I just like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So I realized it's not natural. Like the more I realized it's not natural, it's trained. So why did I train that in there? Or what was it trained in to protect? Or why is it there? Or more, just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that challenged me. It'll be interesting. Okay. Ask me that in two weeks. Let's see what happens. Okay. Yeah, we'll have a follow-up next time. I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Cool. Yeah. How, how are you feeling after this? Was it like, uh, is this what you expected? Like, what'd you think of uh, the conversation? <laughs> well, you know, I have no expectations. Stop <laughs> it. Someone asked me that. I was like, oh, because I, you know, was leaving my last meeting. Like, uh, like, and they were like, oh, what's it about? I was like, I don't know. Like, you agreed? I was like, yeah. And like, why? Well, I was like, she was dope. We spoke. I enjoyed her energy. So, and I like what the ideal of what's being done. You know what I mean? Like, I love the art of communicating, learning to do it better, learning from perspectives that you don't get, letting people be vulnerable. And the anonymity, I was like, man, this ain't nothing at all about no one's ego. Like, this is legit. Let's just have a conversation, let people hear the fly on the wall shit. And so that 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 sparked me, but I had no I had no clue. That's why when we started, I was like, "So do you want to start? Like, I don't. What do you want to do? Like, <laughs> nothing." <clears throat> I poured a cup of coffee and I was like, "I." And so um, it was beautiful. I will say that you beautifully orchestrated the music of our of our conversation, and I felt safely led through the arc of whatever it is you wanted to find out. Um, I never felt like I had to defend myself or I need a recording of this to say, no, that's not what I'm like, you know, it was like, yeah, like it was genuine. And I appreciate that you shared openly your own experience. Cause I think that was, that caught me extra off guard. Like, really? You know, me sharing? Um, journalists don't tend to speak their truth. They speak the truth. The universal truth and you were like yo this shit and you didn't make it sound like you would um you didn't talk to me like the expert in your pain in your pain recollection or whatever it was like you just talked as as you and i appreciate that um because i honor that that's always hard no matter how many times we do it or whatever and i was just like man like i didn't expect to be granted that and then i also didn't expect it to be like because you're not anonymous yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I can say whatever I want. Like, ha, that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I wouldn't, but you know, you are, you, you co-sign on what you say. So when you talk about pain, so that you co-sign on that joint. And so for you to just come and say, like, and you did it with no hesitation like, a couple of times. I was like, golly, um, particularly like when you talked about just um, the dude's interaction, um, the expectations that you had, which is an internal thing. Like you shared your inside. Um, the sexuality thing, which is another big thing. Like, you know, those are the things that people comment on and make the stupid comments on when you put something out. Like, you know, and you were just like, yeah, this is it. And I was like, wow, yo, okay. So yeah, I, I, yeah. But I had no expectations. I expected my coffee to taste good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I think I realized that's kind of the technique, you know, like to not sound like an expert um, to share your vulnerability, to get vulnerability back. Like it was a, it was a learning curve. Um, cause I tried to fight fire with fire in the beginning for sure. And you yeah, know. your first five are much different than your, your last. <laughs> five. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. To wrap up, you're like, Ooh, Ooh, that's the spicy. Ooh, ooh mm-hmm. a lot of spice in there. Ooh, you angry. 
Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I could see where you disagreed with me in things, but then we were able to like have a conversation and end up at the same place or end up in a similar world or end up in the same book, maybe different chapters or whatever, versus like throwing, you know, fire at my, my, my book. And I was like, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. And that's the fun part. Like we have a lot of disagreements often. So why do we get weird when it happens? It's like, no two people are ever going to agree a hundred percent all day every day so why you, ooh, that's some weird shit yo it's called <laughs> like, that's weird like if you agree with me time, i'm like yo are you okay Someone's lying yeah <laughs> are you are you are you are you, a, are you are you a spy like what is this oh, <laughs> it's an alien that. it's a robot like honestly like, it's like yeah you're right yeah like, you're not a yes no don't be a yes person like i need truth and i don't think you can be truth if you're always agreeing, you're at war with yourself, or I'd rather you go to war with me sometimes because we can fix that. But war with yourself, yeah, that just creates turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do get weird when we disagree, huh? Yeah, yeah when it's that is actually natural. Disagreeing is so yeah. natural. Talk to another dude about that. That would be interesting to hear. Like, why do you think y'all get so? Why do we get so weird when we disagree? And I, I, you know, I know what I think, but I would love to hear that because it's like, yeah, why? Why, bro? Why is it so weird? Yeah. All right. This has been such an awesome chat. Um, I'll let you know when this goes up. But yeah, you know, if anybody else that might be interested in this, I'm still looking for two more people. So I'm almost done. Yo, I'm, I'm inspired by and, you know, to say it from a place of admiration, proud of like what you're doing as a like a dude i'm just like i'm flabbergasted i told you already like you talk to a hundred strangers to help your inter- understanding of human interaction and then decided hey i'm gonna share this with others I'm like yo power to you this interview was a reminder that even at nearly a hundred men we are still constantly a work in progress after the show it isn't a wrap I won't have completely solved my issues with relationships with men, but it is a consistent practice that I hope to continue on after the show ends. Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.